Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, happy Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg today. Luke is off playing golf with Jones College, so he won't be around today. Kelly will be joining me later in the show as we look at this week's slate of Conference USA football games and uh, high school games uh, being carried by Super Talk here in South Mississippi as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our show. And of course, Southern Miss. We invite you, if you got a taste for barbecue this weekend, to check out Dickie's delicious food seven days a week. You can enjoy it in their dining room, drive through, or take home whatever you choose. Just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue. Kelly, as I said, will be joining me later in the show. But I'm really excited about our guest today and uh, this interview with Torin Tucker. Who was a great offensive lineman, offensive guard for the Golden Eagles, All-Conference USA, and then had a great professional career with the Dallas Cowboys, the Oakland Raiders, the Houston Texans, the Canadian Football League as well. Uh, lots to talk to him about, and we are glad to have him on the show. Torin, thanks for coming on the Eagle Hour. Oh, man, appreciate you having me on the show, man. Well, we're glad to have you. I, I, I got lots to talk to you about. I may keep you a little while. As as I told you before, we went on the air. I, I, my life, I've been in uh, I've been an NFC East guy uh, growing mm-hmm. up as a kid in Virginia, and then following uh, the Redskins, the Cowboys, uh, all of my life. And of course, I'll throw in the the dreaded Giants and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles as well. <laughs> uh, and you spent three years over there. Before we get to Southern Miss and a lot of other things to talk to you about. Life as an offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Torn, it just it, it doesn't get much better than that. And what were those NFC East battles like for you in those days? Man, it was it was it was a lot of fun because you know I was I was a lifelong Cowboy fan. My dad, my family, you know, we all Cowboy fans. So it was like living the dream. But but more than that, you know, it was some. It was some good battles, man. It was some great line, great D linemen playing around that time, man. We had um. Uh, Michael Scrahan and uh, uh, let me think. Uh, uh, Javon Curtis was with the Eagles at that time. Darren Hopwood, right? Um, shoot, uh, Osiel Miura, uh, Michael Scrahan. I don't think I said yeah. Scrahan, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it was some, it was some, it was some real good, good D linemen playing all across the league around that time, man. And you know, being being a Dallas Cowboy offensive lineman, man, you had some big shoes to fill. You know, some a lot of great linemen came through that organization, and I was just honored to have the opportunity to play for my team. You know sure. What I'm well, I think it's fair to say you correct me if I'm wrong. I just don't think there's a bigger spotlight in the National Football League than the Cowboys. 
Hey man, there's it's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams in the NFL, but baby, there's only one star, baby. That's Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now I grew, as I tell you, I'm, I'm an FC East guy. I'll confess, Jordan. I'm I've been a Redskin fan all my life, but I have a real admiration for the Cowboys, and, and I follow the Cowboys as closely as as I do Washington. Uh, those mm-hmm. NFC East battles, I've always thought. That it really didn't matter what the record was. When the Cowboys played the Giants, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Redskins played the Eagles, the Giants played the Cowboys, it was just terribly physical, and it was just always mono a mono. Am I right about that? Oh, oh yeah, man. It was, it was some tough games. You know what I mean? Like, like each of those teams were really built to beat each other. You know what I mean? Right. Our, teams, our teams were built to beat all the other teams, and they were, they were likewise, and... and you know, I mean, it was some real tough games. You know, you know, we had some great coaches. You know, a lot of our coaches went on to become head coaches from Dallas. Mm-hmm. They had us very prepared. You know, what I mean, we was, you know, what I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing, man. And like, I, I really learned a lot about the game. You know, what I mean, and right. And what was Jerry you know, was Jones like, Thorn? Oh man, I, man, Jerry's a great guy, man. I, I enjoyed him, man. He was always encouraging. You know, uh-huh. you, he was always around, you know, making you feel good about uh, some of the things you did. He'd get on your butt, too, if you ain't, if you, ain't uh, <laughs> you weren't performing the way that he felt like you could. Right. Like, you know, like I say, man, it was a, you know what I mean? We had the best of everything, man. It was a great time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've always I hear a lot of criticism about him. Always too involved with his team. He should stay away. But you know, I've always had the impression Jerry Jones just has a huge passion for football and the Dallas Cowboys. And my opinion has always been that's his team. He can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, like I said, you know, when I was there, you know, what I mean, I was just, I was, like I said, I was trying to stay around and and. um a lot of the times, you know, Jerry would there, but I ain't never would just really see him just come over and just take the take the book out of out of their hand and just mm-hmm. start coaching and that. But he he would come and, and give you his opinion on what he thought you could do better or, or tell you like how you working and all that stuff. But I never seen him just actually come in and just take over. Right. You know, like they right. try to make it sound, but. For the most part, I know he's he's he's, he's hands on and he he likes to be involved in the process. You know what I mean? Sure. So, ain't sure. nothing wrong with that. But in the same sense, you know, you, you as as a player, you have to have, you know, you have to be focused and, and do your job regardless of who bring in, whether it's the owner or the GM or the coach or whoever. You, you still have to do your job. So right, right. You know, it's it's it, it, it just. Something to talk about. I just sport bike, I guess. I got it. <laughs> now, you also played for the Texans, the Houston Texans, and I'm, I'm interested to know was it, how different was it playing for the Texans and playing for the Cowboys in the respect you're still in Texas. That's a huge football state. Mm-hmm. But, well, when I, but what yeah. was the difference, Thorne? Well, when I went to Texas, went, went to the Texans, it was, it was different. But it was still a great organization, you know what I mean? I had a good time. I, I, I um, it was only down there for uh, training camp, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you know, it was, it was coming off my injury. I was getting the opportunity to try to get back in the game, and and it was it was real cool. They the the, um, the people were real nice, you know what I mean. The, um, mm-hmm. the facilities was was nice. It was different because you know 
You know, Dallas, you know, that was my first spot. So everything will always be compared to Dallas. And then by Dallas being my team, it's going to be a hard fight to top Dallas. But for the most part, you know what I mean? The Texas was a real good place, man. I got a chance to... um, Got a chance to play for Alex Gill for a minute and, and see how he really run that zone scheme and all those good things. You know, what I mean that that was that was priceless. You know, getting the opportunity to play for a coach like that and uh, got a chance to meet Coach Kubiak and all those. You know, it was some great coaches. You know, what I mean, I've met during my career. Yeah. I can keep going on and on about the coaches, but for the most part, the, you know, they had a young team. You know, what I mean, they was on the they was. In the process of of trying to compete with the, uh, I want to say the coach around that time was juggernaut in that in, in that um in that particular um uh, in that particular uh, conference. Right, so right. Everybody was trying to catch the coach at that time, so they was they building their team up to get the coach. They had some great receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good organization. Yeah, good organization. Yeah, it's a good organization. They were some great people, man. It, yeah. you know I can. I couldn't really say nothing bad about them either. Right. Now, Torrin, I want to ask you this. Uh, I, I know you you suffered an injury uh, toward the end of your tenure at Dallas. And, uh, you know, a guy your size, and uh, and you play such a violent position when you're playing offensive tackle in the NFL, difficult to difficult to get that injury gone for good. Is is that fair to say? Is it is it is it harder for a guy your size – Doing the kind of football you play to overcome that kind of injury, say than a than a smaller skill player. Um, and sometimes it is, sometimes it ain't. It just depends on the injury. But for the most part, um, like I kind of I kind of got hurt my first year, and I kind of played through it because that's that's what you do when you're eager. You know, you play through stuff. You have to right. play through it. But for the most part, um, I would have to say that the injury that I particularly had was like a slightly torn meniscus, and it, it it only hurt when it hurt. So you just kind of have to have a, a strong mind to overcome any kind of adversity, whether it's within yourself or within the the game or the game plan or anything. You just have to you just have to have a strong mind to try to overcome it. Right. All right. Now I'm gonna hold you over. We got a short three minute break. Uh, is that good mm-hmm. with you? Yeah, okay, I want to talk to you obviously about your career at Southern Miss, and there there are a couple of things that when I was researching uh, you today, uh, I learned about you that I, I want our listeners to know about some of the great things, Torn uh, Tucker, that you've done off the field uh, okay. to help kids in particular, and uh, so I'm going to look forward to that conversation. We've got the okay. great Torn Tucker on the Eagle Hour, former Golden Eagle, former Dallas Cowboy. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart. CampusBookmart.net, the best place on the planet for Southern Miss apparel. You can shop them six days a week in person. You can go to Southern Miss or you can go to CampusBookmart.net and uh, they will ship your Southern Miss stuff right to your house. We're talking to uh, one of the great offensive linemen uh, in Golden Eagle history, Torin Tucker, who, as we had talked to in the first segment, a lot about his career in the National Football League. But, Torin, I want to take you back. Uh, I want to take you back to your Southern Miss days. You come out of Meridian High School. Uh, no, 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 South East Lauderdale. Okay, my, my bad, man. My bad, okay. okay. Uh, you're, you're a Jeff Bauer guy. Uh, you played from uh, 98 to 2002. You and I were talking uh, during the break about uh, what great times those were. Some of the great – you were naming some of these great coordinators uh, that, that were there. And, of course, the, the legendary Jeff Bauer. You guys back in the tour, I think it's fair to say, and I say this with all due respect to today's Southern Miss football, it was just different back then. You guys were just nasty and tough. And as I told you – my wife and I traveled all over the country watching you, and we never went to a venue that we didn't think we were going to win the football game. Mm-hmm. We always had a chance. We always had a we always had a fighting chance to to with the players we had and the coaches we had. I felt like we always had an opportunity to win a game. We went into that stadium, you know, just just the course of the game. Anything can happen, but for the most part, I never went in no game. When I win that black and gold and feel like we posed one or we could have won that game. Right. When you look at when you look at the the state of college football today, and in mm-hmm. more particular the Southern Miss program, you were telling me off air it's different. How do how do you think it's different, Torn? Well, I, I just think the the whole culture the whole culture kind of changed. You kind of uh, you went from having coaches. That that was players at the university that that came from a mentality of when football was was different, different. Mm-hmm. Like um, um, like coach coach. I remember coach coach Pye, coach Pye used to come um come not coach Pye Van, but he he kind of set the uh coach Van kind of set the set the tone when it first happened. But then you had um coach Underwood used to come talk to us all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like. Each coach kind of played for the last coach, and it's kind of was like a tradition that was passed down on how the stadium was built, all the way down to like how did nobody really want you, but Southern Miss, you know how how you just kind of fed here and you just as good as anybody else. Sometimes it feels like they, you know, just from their appearance, it's just like that mentality left. Maybe because they started, you know, I'm, I'm not, not saying that it did happen, but it kind of felt like they kind of wanted to. They kind of wanted to uh, separate themselves from that kind of history and start a new new tradition. Mm-hmm. Well, within a new tradition, you gotta you gotta have a foundation of your own. And we had a lot of winning teams around now, and I just think they need to, you know, the school to get better. If they start celebrating up older players a little better and start listening to them when they when they they get recommendations on players and different things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good kids that come out that a lot of old players that were good players know when they see it, and they're just not putting the trigger on them for some reason. Right, right. I'll tell you something else I used to think, and you tell me if you think I was correct about this. Uh, during the Jeff Bauer regime, 
I always felt that when, that he that we were all part of the same family and us fans and Jeff Bauer and all of you guys on the field and when we won he shared in our happiness and when we lost he shared in the pain that we all felt and I'm sure the players felt uh, when we lost a football game. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it was it, it, it was close knit, and and you know what I mean. I'm not sure if it if it's still that way or not. I've been down there a couple of times. Had a couple of nephews um, try to play down there. And they're they're decent, you know what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, it was a little different, you know what I mean. Like you know, you you think about the, the around the time that we came, we were we were rebuilding the field house, so we was in trailers, you know what I mean. Right. But they got a field turf out there now. It was shit. By by the middle of the season, after a couple of rains, the, the field was muddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was a lot of things that no matter what happened, it was like we had each other. It seemed like the I don't know if the the camaraderie is the same. I, I just don't understand. You know what I mean? Then again, it could be the culture of the game at this point because it's not as physical. The game done kind of changed a little bit, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe we out of touch with with the way the game is changing. But shoot, toughness is toughness, and you know, winning is winning. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> right. What what did the toughness that you that you experienced with that Southern Miss era of football help you to be the big tough offensive lineman you were in the NFL? Oh, oh man, you know. You, you know your back your your background kind of start where you come from. You know you you either get it when you're at home. It, it set the foundation when you're at home. You know a lot of you know I played with a lot of tough people. Came from an area with a lot of great athletes. Came out of that never got an opportunity. And then when you do get an opportunity, a lot of times when we were coming coming out, it was a lot of guys on that team. First, anybody from that particular area, wherever they came from. Had got a scholarship, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. with me, I'm I'm I was like the first person that would get a scholarship. So if I go there and 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 don't do a good job, then they might not never come back and get nobody else. Right, right. So you know you had that pressure on you, and then on the other end, you just had great players around you. If you didn't if you didn't get better, you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> like guys like John Nix and and uh, Dave Thomas and. They run you over, dude. Quincy Scott, they they run you over out there on that field. So you had you had to be tough and, and, and learn how to play the game and then you had yeah, great coaches teaching you how to like defend yourself or how to how to be better. It right. was it was, a, it was a great experience for me. Right. And and it you helped know, you with your NFL career. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, what I mean just just with the mental standpoint of, of having to always be the Underdog, you know, right. uh, always having to uh, work harder because they don't always see your your your, your true worth, and you always have to work a little harder. It had to prepare for it, right? And, you know, whatever come come, right? But for the most part, you know, it was some great guys around there, you right. know, right? All right, Tor, I got a couple minutes left. I want to get to this. I want to point out two things about you. Not only were you an All Conference uh, offensive lineman in the NFL, you were. A, and at Conference USA, you were a dean list student too. I, I always want to point that out because you and, were you were just as tough in the classroom. American too, and second team out of there. That's correct. And and at the same time, you're having all those accolades. <laughs> you're hitting the books and doing your work. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. then I read about you when when you started playing professionally. How much you always gave back. 
that you were like the first guy to show up for the Thanksgiving turkey giveaways. And and, and here's what really struck me. Uh, an article on Wikipedia. By the way, dude, you have your own Wikipedia page. I think that's pretty cool. You assisted 70 kids and helped 70 children get into college through your association with AAU basketball. Talk just a moment about why that was so important to you, Torin. Well, when when um when I first got to Dallas, I met this guy named Lawrence John. Me and Andre Durant, you know, Andre Durant wind up uh, having a great career in the NFL. One of my one of my best friends from the NFL, and um, we wind up uh, going to get a haircut, and we ran into this guy at the barber shop named Lawrence John, and he had an AAU program, and he was trying to help at risk kids, you know, stay out the streets, get tutoring. Uh, give them another outlet besides gangs and drugs and, and all the stuff that can happen to you in the streets when you're, when you're in a low and private neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So he was telling us how, you know, we should give back more to uh, to the kids. You know, you need some help getting the kids to the tournaments and, and this and this and that. And he kind of went off on all of us. You know, we had a responsibility because somebody helped us get to that particular point. And then, you know, he kind of walked out, and I kind of walked out behind him. I went and talked to him. I was like, hey, he kind of throw the dukes up, because I'm a big guy, and I kind of ran up on him. He kind of throw the dukes up a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, I like, man, chill out, man. I, don't, I ain't trying to fight you. You know what I'm saying? What you got going on? I was like, man, my mama, you know what I'm saying? We we used to do all kind of stuff so I can get an opportunity to go to camp. Like, we used to cater food. Uh, she used to do hair. You know, my dad. We used to cut grass and, and bust wood and all kind of stuff to get an opportunity to try to get my talent seen. So, like, what's up? What you need? So I made my promise that when I got paid again, I was going to buy some shoes. And I bought the shoes. I did something stupid, and he kind of got on to me. Because I just gave him a card, you know, just being mm-hmm. country dumb. Just gave him a card. He kind of got on to me and told him, don't, you don't need to be doing that. And I was just like, well, shoot, I ain't had that much in there no way. You know, mm-hmm. so it was just enough to do what I had to do. I had to just took care of everything. But for the most part, we became good friends and uh, kind of started like 2003. Then the next time I went and actually seen the kids, and, man, you're talking about amazing. It was amazing kids in there. And uh, actually now we're we closer to about 95 kids that got scholarships. There you go. Um but um, it's been something that we've been doing for like 15 years, and pretty much what we do, uh, we go get kids that, that pretty much have talent, that come from low-income neighborhoods, and, and, and teach them how to be better men. All right, well, teach them how to use that talent. Teach them how to not fall in the pitfalls of society there you go. That, that's out there for you. And, you know, we, we don't been successful. All right, talk and, you know, we're out of time. Fortunately, we're out of time, but I just want to thank you, man. You're, you're not only a great football player, you're a really good man. You're doing a lot of wonderful stuff, man. We thank you for your time, and I thank you for being Torin Tucker, man. Thank you. All right, I, I tell you what, Bob, I appreciate you uh, giving me an opportunity to be on your show, man. It's all right, buddy. Have a and, good day. Uh, all right, now. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank Torrin Tucker. What a great interview. What a great young man. Uh, played for the Cowboys. Uh, also, we didn't mention he played for the Oakland Raiders and the Houston Texans. Had a stint in the Canadian Football League. And now dedicating his life to helping kids from underprivileged uh, backgrounds. Uh, 95 kids now 
uh, Torin Tucker has uh, helped provide scholarship money to uh, get them in college and get them on the right path in life. And when you ever he- when you hear about stuff like that out of Southern Miss athletes, uh, you can't feel anything uh, but good about that. All right, this segment of the show is uh, sponsored by our good friends at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We're going to actually be down there. Luke Johnson's going to be down there next Friday afternoon. And uh, we're going to look forward to uh, hearing Luke down there and want to encourage you that if you want a great meal, want a great lunch, uh, Kelly can tell you how much it costs. Great sandwiches. Tell it. Kelly can tell you about that. Kelly can tell you about all the food at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Am I, am I right about that, Mr. Santer? You, and, and I speak with experience. At eight ninety five, that includes your drink. And look, they're going to be open tomorrow, getting ready for the big game with La Tech. So it'll be open at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning and and a lot of Southern Miss fans kind of, you know, hang out there, stop by for an adult beverage or whatever before the game, and they'll, they'll be looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Real quickly, I didn't catch that NFL game last night, Kelly. How'd that turn out? Well, the Bengals didn't catch that game either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bob, the, the Bengals are horrible. Yeah. They, they are just horrible. Yeah. And they're my favorite team. They always have been. And it, it just hurts me to say, and you know, and I, I don't tweet very much, but I, I simply put out a tweet this morning that said "Poor Joe Burrow," and it got repeated and liked and resent. <laughs> I mean, that poor kid is—I I will be shocked if he if he makes the, the rest of the season. He is right. just getting clobbered in the pocket for Cincinnati. And now I, I know San Diego and Cleveland do have two of the better defensive fronts of the NFL, but oh my goodness, it's just it's just it's hard to see. So, um, so he's not the savior. No, I mean I've, you know, and everybody makes such a big deal out of that. And the quarterback we all know is is kind of the marquee position. I will say on a bright note, and with a Southern Miss tie, Michael Thomas had a terrific game last night for Cincinnati. You know, he was kind of a. He was kind of a receiver in the shadows with the Rams, you know, mm-hmm. when he was there, but right. finds the free agent deal with Cincinnati. Uh, several receptions last night, including a touchdown pass. So Michael Thomas out of Southern Miss, and we're, we're efforting him to try to get him on the Eagle Hour here Good. maybe in the next week or so uh, to talk with him. He had a great game, but that's about it for Cincinnati. And, <laughs> uh, boy. All right. Um, well, I'll, I'll regress, Kelly. I just wanted to bring that up and see how, how your team had done. I, them and the Jets will probably get the number one pick again. Right, right. Well, that's one thing to look forward to, Kelly. Got to say that. Well, for me, but for the number one pick, it's miserable. Right. You know, I mean, thank goodness they're getting millions of dollars. That's the only that's the only thing they can hang their hat on. Right, right, um, right. So, well, anyway. well I, I'm just I, I'm just uh, feeling bad for you, man. Uh, you know, the the team formerly known as the Redskins actually won a game for a change. So, it's, and uh, they look great. I thought. Yeah. I well, thought. time will tell. Give him, and, and give him time, Mr. Kelly. Mr. Snyder said that he's already got a name picked out, like here. What is that, Kelly? And it's no, it's not a joke. I mean, I and I don't know what it is. I just there are oh, published okay. reports that he says he has decided. I, I've, uh, I've heard all kinds. The wokes, the what the. I'll leave that to your imagination. Uh, but anyway, let, let's let's move on. We've okay. we've got a big football game coming up here in Hattiesburg. You know, I had to take a second look at it today, Kelly. When is the last time? Uh, you, you've seen Southern Miss on ESPN two at seven thirty prime time Saturday night. Boy, oh boy, did they need to play better than they did two weeks ago? 
Well, it's interesting you use the words prime time because I heard there's some more prime time. Yeah, that's hard to believe. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, but but you're right, Bob. We, we talked about when they played the first game that it was really important that they play well, and they just didn't, um, and we hate it. Um, but but I think you know I, I think the the big question mark that everybody's going to have is how much change can take place in a two week period. Mm-hmm. You know, in the way that they attack things with with the young. You know, Scotty Walden at the helm. I do hope, for his sake, that he is wearing clean underwear tomorrow night. <laughs> this mother won't get on him, right? <laughs> Little Scotty. That's right. You make sure. If you're in a car wreck, you better have on clean underwear. Uh, but oh, I, I really, he, man, I'm just excited to see, you know, and it's a conference game. It's a Western Division game. It means a lot. And it's La Tech's first game, so it's really because of COVID situations that they've been in or their scheduled opponents have been in, they haven't gotten to play. Right. So there's a lot riding, you know, on, on this game for sure. Right. And weather-wise, you know, the one, the one usually this time of year, it's still really muggy and hot. They're, they're talking about kickoff tomorrow, 73 degrees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, should be, should be a really nice night for football. Well, certainly going to be a bright spotlight, you know, ESPN two seven thirty tomorrow night. We'll talk more a little later about the the Conference USA schedule over the weekend. Quite a number of uh, CUSA schools are going to get some national publicity, but I guess that's about to come to an end. Am I right, Kelly, when the when the Big Ten throws its hat back in the ring? Well, and, of course, the, the big kahunas from the SEC start uh, next weekend. Right. But, you know, while we're, on, while we're on that subject of Conference USA teams, Marshall is really getting some national talk because Marshall's one of the few teams left in the country yeah, it's only a couple, three weeks into the season, but Marshall hasn't allowed a point yet. Yeah. So, so the thundering herd looks really, really good, obviously, on both sides of the ball. Uh, and, and look, whatever it takes to get Conference USA some love and some love, uh, you know, I'm all for. Um, and I don't, I don't think we put, do we play Marshall this year, Bob? I don't think I don't think so, no. I don't, I don't think so. And thank goodness if they're yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we don't play Appalachian State either again, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, from the Sun Belt. Correct, right. Uh, yeah, the Sun Belt had a, had a really good start knocking off those uh, Big 12 teams. Yeah, you know, when yeah. I was in Florida last week, I caught about half of that Coastal Carolina-Kansas game. Are you kidding me? I mean, Coastal yeah, Carolina looked good. The Chanticleers yeah. were the NCAA baseball champions a couple of years ago. Yeah. So there's a there's a Division One program that's just that people – really should be aware of, but now are, are going to be aware of just because, and, and you look at the, when you talk to talk about coach Billy Napier, the head coach at Louisiana Lafayette, he was just talking about Sunbelt teams and how a lot of the schools in Sunbelt are really dedicating the financial resources to upgrading their programs. I mean, I think he's making $2 million a year mm-hmm. uh, as a head football coach in the Sunbelt. And they've got to give him a, a ton of money for assistant coaches. And that's not always the answer, but, it certainly doesn't. Well, they had a huge it. win too, didn't they, Kelly? Yeah, they beat uh, the Iowa State Cyclones, who who traditionally now uh, tend to uh, crap the bed the first weekend of the season after mm-hmm. getting international publicity. Bob, every team I cheer for, I know it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know you well. I know you. You just they, they lose. You've got a I knack of picking losers, Kelly. I'm just not every sure. Every single what team in football at the high school, junior college, college, and pro level, not one of them has won a single game. Yet. Let me throw in the Detroit Tigers too, Kelly. While we're while we're talking about that subject. Oh, now Bob, they're highly skilled, and they got shut out again last night for about the twelfth time this <laughs> this short of season. How do you so endure, they, Kelly? You just you just because uh, well, maybe it's like this. A couple years ago. 
I was sitting in my living room, and I was watching the the team formerly known as the Redskins take yet another drubbing. I think that was another 3-13 and 13 season, and my wife happened to walk by, and she stopped there for a second, and they happened to flash up the score. And she put her hand on my shoulder, and she said, why do you do this to yourself? And she walked out of the room. You ever get that feeling, Kelly? I get asked that all the time. Why do you cheering for these teams and I don't know and I've, I've vowed I'm going to make a switch and cheer for like the Saints which it's easy for me to cheer for the Saints but but they're still not my team right. you know, the team That's that, right. that you grew up with and I, I don't know man I, I don't know I just I, 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 I feel your pain brother I feel but your pain. man if, if the Eagles could get this one tomorrow night against La Tech I mean it, you know who All knows right. Alright 90 seconds left in the segment what does okay. Southern Miss have to do to win the game tomorrow night well, number one, the offensive line has got to tighten up. I could say the same thing about the Bengals. But, I mean, the, the offensive line, uh, lots of times the only time you hear about them is if there's a holding call or whatever. And, but that's, that is an area where Southern Miss really expected to be better this year. They had, you know, more personnel. Uh, they thought they had, you know, better personnel. It just didn't show it. it just, they just did not show it, you know, that first game. And, of course, what usually goes in line with a, with, with a good offensive line is the ability to run the ball, which they haven't, you know, and it's early. It's you know they've only played the one game, but they've got to do that better. They've got to give Abraham a little bit more time to get receivers deep. You know if that's one of the things that they want to do is stretch the field. And according to the new coach, uh, Coach Walden, they're going to try to going to try to do that. Try to get some points on the board. Try to tire out the other team's defense. You know with hurry up offenses and, and so uh, that'll be that'll be one of the things that I, that I'm really looking for. But the offensive line play completely has to be better. I mean, people were shocked at what a poor performance was in that first week. So I think also the defensive backfield's got to play better. Would you agree? I would. I would. And again, that was a, that was a part of, that was a part of the team that the Eagles thought they were going to be pretty good in. And everybody gets a mulligan, right? Everybody can have a mulligan, but but now you're in Conference USA. It's a Western Division game. You got to win it. You got to win it. And with the new coach, Coach Scotty, right? And I, and again, Bob, I'll text him and make sure that he's got on that clean underwear for that first yeah, game. I'm a little worried about the game time. He's going to be out mighty late, Kelly. Could be 11, 11, 30. Okay. Yeah, but for those young guys, that, they're just warming up. It's, it's you and me that struggle. <laughs> We're in bed. I, I get you. All right, when we come back, if you're going to bet money this weekend, you got to hear the next segment. Kelly Santer will be predicting CUSA games and telling you where you need to put your money. Hang on. You got it. Eagle Hour continues. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, glad you're with us this afternoon. Appreciate you tuning in. We're broadcasting from the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. My buddy Kelly Santer on the phone with me. This segment sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota. Can't buy a better car, truck, or SUV than a Toyota. I think that's pretty much proven. They're as good as they come. And they got a great selection at Hattiesburg Toyota. Great service after the sale. So if you're thinking about a new vehicle or a pre-owned vehicle, you got to check out the great inventory at Hattiesburg Toyota before you make a final buy. 
We thank them for their support of the show. Some uh, great high school football on Super Talk here in South Mississippi tonight. Here on uh, Laurel, ninety. I'm sorry, in Hattiesburg, ninety-seven point three WFMM. A Presbyterian Christian school will be hosting Wayne Academy. The pregame starts at six thirty. Uh, the play-by-play uh, will take place at 7 o'clock. Great-sounding broadcast there. Uh, Caleb Hamill with the play-by-play. Then on our Laurel station, WLAU, here's a here's a head-knocker here for you, Kelly. Luke Johnson and his uh, guys will be carrying uh, broadcasting pedal at West Jones. That's a pretty big matchup. Yeah, it is. Pedal uh, is undefeated in 6A. West Jones perennially one of the top teams in in 5A, so whoever wins that game can really do some bragging because those are two pretty good teams. All right, get your pencils out. If you're planning to bet this week, you're fixed to find out where to lay the money down per Kelly Santer. And uh, so let's let's jump right into it. First of all, let's point out that two Conference USA games have been postponed, one postponed, one canceled because of COVID-19. Florida Atlantic was set to play Georgia Southern. That's postponed. I'm not sure which team has the COVID outbreak. Charlotte was supposed to play North Carolina. That game has been canceled. Charlotte with the COVID out. Do you know which school it is affected by the virus between Atlantic and uh, Georgia Southern, Kelly? Actually, both of them, Bob. Uh, Georgia Southern barely beat uh, Campbell last weekend. Uh, and it's just because they were so drastically affected in total numbers. So they're waiting for some COVID guys to come back. And FAU has also had uh, some players go down. So they both just said, eh, what are you going to do? All right, here yeah. we go. Liberty, this is a pretty good game here. We're going to start it out with a good one. Liberty, Kelly Sander, is at Western Kentucky. Who do you like in that one? I like the Flames. I think Western Kentucky you know, played Louisville pretty well a couple of weekends ago, but uh, Liberty wide open with that offense. I like the Flames to win at, uh, at Western. Hugh Freeze, of course, the coach at Liberty. and No, he's not coming to Hattiesburg. So uh, Hugh Freeze and Liberty – at Western Kentucky. Stephen F. Austin, I remember them playing here one time years ago. They're at uh, San Antonio, Kelly Santer. Yeah, Stephen F. Austin out of the uh, Southland Conference, uh, and they are they are out of Nacogdoches, Texas, which is right across the border from Nacogdoches, Louisiana, although they're both spelled almost almost identically. Um, but the Southland, uh, <clears throat> Southland has come up with some pretty good football teams every once in a while. This looks to be a down year for them. And I'm telling you, one of the teams that really scares me in Conference USA this year is the Roadrunners. They've been able to put up they've been able to put up points. Now the defense hasn't been great, but they're just they're just outscoring people. I like the Roadrunners to win against Stephen F. Austin. And I'm going to reverse order tomorrow night at nine o'clock, Abilene Christian takes on one of Kelly's favorite teams, the UTEP Miners. Actually that's another that's another Southland uh, versus Conference USA. Uh, matchup Abilene Christian <clears throat> that game at UTEP yes I don't think it would matter I'm I, I like uh, Abilene Christian believe it or not all right uh, UTEP just they're, they're they're not getting better they're not getting better six o'clock tomorrow night on CBS Sports Network Southern Methodist University at North Texas pretty interesting matchup there Kelly yeah SMU uh, was a little bit disappointing they they were able to pull it out against Texas State a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and North Texas, really, nobody knows what, what the Mean Green has this year. Coach Luttrell in his second year, I think, there in, in Denton. I'll take SMU in a close game to beat the Mean Green. CBS Sports Network at 4 o'clock tomorrow has Troy at Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is another team that you would think would be getting better, and there's just 
the Blue Raiders just don't really show much significant signs uh, of improvement. Troy is one of those up-and-down teams. It depends on which Troy team shows up. They have the ability to be really good. Uh, they have, also have the ability to be real bad. Um, but I like, uh, I like Troy, the Trojans, to win at uh, Murfreesboro. 3.30 tomorrow on CBS Network. What a platform for Appalachian State at Marshall. Yeah, and those are those are two uh, two schools that are really not that far away from each other. And again, Marshall has has not allowed a point this year. Appalachian State has been affected uh, by COVID nineteen. Some key personnel have been out because of COVID. Uh, Marshall's on a hot streak right now. Here's a chance for the Conference USA to put its best foot forward. I will take the thundering herd. And again, that would be a good win because Appalachian State out of the Sun Belt highly heralded. All right, 7.30 tomorrow night, ESPN2. Great platform for Louisiana Tech at Southern Miss, Kelly. Boy, Bob, you, you're not going to predict this one? You're going to make me No, I'm going I'm to predict this one with you, but I want to hear your, your take first. Okay, Louisiana Tech has not played yet. We mentioned that in the other segment, and I think that that's really important because uh, and so you get your feet underneath you, uh, it, it, it makes a difference. Believe it or not, and I mean this from my heart, I think the Eagles are going to pull this game out. They're going to win it by three points. I think you're right. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Golden Eagles are going to get off the snide and uh, and grab them one against Louisiana Tech. So you can check it out on ESPN2 tomorrow night at 730 if you're not one of the eight or 9,000 that's going to be allowed into the rock. All right, Kelly. And Bob, yeah, that would be a big, big win for the Eagles. Good luck to them. No question. We'll be back. Monday, 1 o'clock. For Kelly Sander, this is Bob Getty. Thanks for listening, everybody, and Southern Miss. To the top. To the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.